Dreaming is uh, something people do a lot at this time of year, especially people in colder climates where there's still lots of snow on the ground and very, very winter-like stuff, unlike what's happening in our little corner of Canada. And as we dream of spring and summer holiday travel, we're, uh, we're reminded of, well, how rough it's been so far uh, since uh, the COVID pandemic was uh, relieved enough that we could actually get out and jump on a plane again. Passengers need more than apologies from airlines after the holiday chaos. This is a piece that is currently up at theconversation.com, co-authored by a former guest of ours, Professor Frederick Dumange from Toronto Metropolitan University, and by this morning's guest, Professor Kelly McClinchy from the Department of Geography and Environmental Studies at Wilfrid Laurier University in Ontario. Professor McClinchy, Kelly, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's good to have you with us. We appreciate your getting up on a Saturday to spend a little bit of time with us. And, you know, uh, we, it's interesting that you began, you and Frederick began your article about the holiday chaos in Vancouver, uh, where, of course, YVR was seized up by and just went into immediate chaos and crisis mode. And this, you know, and, and they, of course, are quick to blame the weather here in Vancouver because it is unlike any other Canadian city. But, Kelly... It's a Canadian city. We're run by Canadian people who should understand that in wintertime, winter happens, and we've got to always be ready. We weren't. Yeah, and I, I'm glad you started out with weather there, um, because I think as Canadians, we know weather. And I, I'm i not sure if it's Canadians that are certainly blaming the weather, but definitely the airlines, airports certainly were in regards to having that perhaps be an excuse yes. and then apologizing for um uh, the disruptions. But as Canadians, we accept weather. What was concerning was the lack of, uh, you know, quick communication by airports and airlines with regards to what was happening next in terms of delays and cancellations. And that certainly is with in regard to the 2019 air passenger protection rights uh, regulations that were put in place previous to the pandemic uh, with regards to other issues. And there are loopholes in those regulations that airlines and airports can sort of wiggle their way out of, you know, perhaps suggesting that they aren't to blame for certain uh, incidences related to weather or that there are issues that are beyond their control. Right. But really, they have uh, a, uh, they have the uh, requirement to notify passengers within a two-hour period of a first delay, and then in these two-hour increments after these delays, notifying passengers as to their rights with regards to rebookings uh, and reimbursements. And that certainly wasn't happening, uh, whether it was Vancouver or across the line of chaos that occurred from those initial delays and cancellations. As I was talking about your appearance with us an hour or so ago, Kelly, I was talking about those dreams that we're all enjoying these days. Of, well, Paris, April in Paris, or, and on and on it goes. And, you know, uh, one of the problems that has come up is that airlines have been scheduling flights for which apparently there are no pilots. There is a pilot shortage right across the board, not just in Canada, but Canadian airlines, and that's the ones we're talking about this morning, uh, seem to have been quite comfortable or strangely comfortable scheduling flights for which there were no available crews. I think it's quite reasonable of the Canadian traveling public to ask our airlines, look, why don't you just schedule flights for which you know you have crews and we'll take it from there. Yes, you make a, a very valid point. And I find that it's interesting that airlines are using that as another uh, way to um, sort of navigate through some of the issues and, and difficulties that uh, they are creating in this uh, 
travel chaos. In 2018, a report was funded by the federal government and the Canadian Council for Aviation Aerospace, and they actually predicted that there was going to be a need of 55,000 aviation workers across all sectors from between 2017 and 2025. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, through the pandemic, it was exasperated through uh, layoffs and, and the lack of uh, workers returning to the airline and aviation sectors. But you know, this was something that airlines and airports knew for quite some time. Uh, and so this, you know, excuse once again of crew shortages and then and scheduling flights without uh, the, the necessary crew is something that Canadians as consumers, we, we need, you know, transparency on, on this front. And uh, it just leads to more concern and, and a disaster, really, when it comes to trying to schedule flights. And we have a vast geography in Canada where often we can't take one uh, one route or one single flight, we depend on these uh, connections, sure. and it just continues to become more problematic without the appro- appropriate uh, crew uh, and, and pilots and so on. So this is something that our, our government and the sector has known for quite some time, and it needs some really serious uh, attention to this. So can passengers need more than apologies from airlines? That's the title of the article that you and Frederick wrote. So let's skip ahead to the conclusions. What needs to be done by those airlines before the next round of major holiday travel, which frankly is going to start in just a matter of weeks? You're absolutely right, and I, I, uh, I, I absolutely agree with you that, and I don't think that we've come to some solutions, but there are some that need to be done and need to be done quickly, and that is in regards, as we mentioned, about those labor shortages across the, across the different sectors, not just for pilots, but those frontline workers, our flight attendants, they are restricted on the number of hours that they can fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is disruption management technologies. Now, these may be initially costly for some airlines and airports, but what they they do is they reassign resources like flights and aircraft and crews and redistribute passengers when there are delays and cancellations. And these current systems that exist uh, in place really don't seem to be doing this effectively. So I think that initial investment is certainly something that airlines and airports need to consider because uh, it hasn't been improved. The other is certainly is that improvement of communications to passengers. And yes, the federal government has recently stated they're going to take a look and review the APPR, those regulations, in terms of the 2019 Um, policy, but there are those loopholes that still exist, and there isn't that communication. So improved communication is key, Uh, providing transparency about what's going on, and really providing that um, information and communication to the frontline staff at airports, because they really get the brunt of of the confusion that's going on with passengers uh, and the not being informed. And so I think airlines and airports do have a responsibility to their workers to give proper information and then bring that down the line to communicate effectively to passengers who really are in a state of uncertainty when they're, you know, standing at the airport and not knowing what to do next. No question. And Kelly, think, that, yeah. that, that was the biggest frustration as expressed, especially over the holidays here. Uh, just simply, we, we weren't informed what was going on. Nobody had a clue and that was driving mm-hmm. everybody crazy. And then, of course, there are still those passengers from the holidays, Kelly, looking for their suitcases. <laughs> yes, I've seen a lot of those in the media as well. It's 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 quite a concern, you know, describing the bags and still wondering where they're going to appear. And they're really, this is not, you know, in 2023, we shouldn't be wondering where our bags are. You know, there are the technologies in place. We, we have the communication there. It needs to be used effectively with some of these disruption management uh, 
technologies that do exist and that we need to incorporate into our airlines and airports. We do indeed. Kelly McClinchy, thanks very much for this. It's a great article. I commend it to my listeners. It's at theconversation.com and it's entitled Passengers Need More Than Apologies from Airlines After the Holiday Chaos, co-authored by Kelly McClinchy from Wilfrid Laurier University in Ontario. Thanks, Kelly. We'll talk again. Thank you so much.